Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the Crushing Lemons podcast. My name is Ryan, and I'll be your host each episode. I'm so excited that you've chosen to join us on this journey as we sit down each episode with a new guest to learn about their story. As the old saying goes, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Here on Crushing Lemons, we like to call life's challenges lemon moments. So each episode with our new guests, we'll talk to them about their lemon moment and how they were able to persevere through life's challenges and overcome them and ultimately turn those lemon moments into their very own lemonade. Before we jump in with our first guests, I figured I should share a little bit about myself. I have a background in mechanical engineering, but I've always had a passion for creating content. Ever since I was younger, I've enjoyed working with cameras, whether it be photography or videography, and I'm really looking forward to the challenge of learning a new medium in the form of podcasting. So please bear with me as I get used to this new technology and creating this content for you to enjoy. The future goal of this podcast is to be able to sit down in person with our guests and have this conversation face-to-face. Unfortunately, right now, that's not possible. So in the meantime, we've been scheduling our interviews over the internet. So bear with us as the audio quality isn't as high as we'd liked, but we're making do with what we have. So without further delay, let's jump into our first episode. Today's episode, we sit down with somebody who, rather than focus on their own needs during a time of panic, put others' needs above herself. Today, our special guest is Emily Lartigue, and she's going to share with us her story of where she took her own idea and concept and was able to grow that into a successful nonprofit organization. And without giving too much away, sit back, relax, grab some lemonade, and join us as we sit down with Emily and she shares her story with us of how she was able to take her lemon moment and make her very own lemonade. Once again, I want to thank you, Emily, for being here with us today, and I'll turn it over to you to get started. Awesome. Thank you, Ryan. Yes. As Ryan said, my name's Emily. My last name's Lartigue. I've been with the Walt Disney Company now since about 2013. I started out on the college program. Um, I'm originally born and raised in a um, smaller city in, outside of Birmingham, Alabama, in Trussville, and I moved down for the college program, and it was kind of my first time away from home and time to grow up. Um, I tell people the moment, I guess my history here, my lemon moment when I moved down, even as a college programmer, was the first time I had a flat tire and not being able to call my dad um, to come fix it was a little bit of a lemon moment, but I learned how to change a flat tire. So there we go. We're already talking about our lemonade moments here um, and made lemonade and changed my own flat tire. So yeah, so that's kind of what I've done. I've done a multitude of things with the company, but right now, you know, I work in consulting, management consulting for the company in organization development. Um, so that's kind of my dream job. So I tell people like I'm in the spot that I could literally see myself in the rest of my career. Obviously I'm open to other, other ideas as well, but this has been a job that I've, I've worked really hard to get and have aspired for it for a while. So I'm super glad to finally be in this role. Um, I have, um, my undergraduate degree from the university of Alabama, roll tide, and got to give a shout out to the university of Alabama's football team, best in the state. Um, and then also I'm working on my master's degree right now in human resources with a concentration in organization development. Um, for those that don't know what OD is, we do change management. We do leadership development for companies. We also just go through an impact, like what does, what do changes look like across big companies and how can we navigate that change so that it's a little less scary and a little bit more fluid. And we talk through who it impacts and how it's going to impact them. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Hopefully that was a good intro. I'll pass it back over to you, Ryan. 
Yeah, definitely. It, it's always cool to hear people's story and kind of how they got to where they are. Um, and Disney is such a well-known company. People don't realize how much goes into everything. Um, and especially here in Central Florida, I mean, there's over 70,000 cast members. That's a massive community of people. Um, so it's really cool that there's so many different opportunities. So from that, let's jump in. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I'll let our listeners know that you've really come up with this fascinating concept and idea to allow cast members to help other cast members. Um, so let's start with kind of your lemon moment. What, where did you get your idea from? Um, and ultimately, how did things kind of progress from there? Sure. So I think we all know we're in this time of like, if I hear the word one more time, I may lose it, but I'm going to use it today, even though I've hated it, unprecedented, right? Um, no one in our generation or really the generations before us has seen this kind of time we're in because the last time this type of pandemic happened was 1918. So it's been a long time. And, um, you know, I talked about being recently in my new role, kind of hesitant, scared, wondering what's going to happen with my role. Um, And so early March, I kind of started to see how Shanghai was panning out and just getting a feeling like we're probably headed for this ourselves. Um, And so, you know, working in OD, we try to think long term, we try to think strategy, we try to think like, let's get ahead of these things. So I had already started thinking in my head, if this happens, there's going to be cast in need. What what can I do? Um, so that was beginning of March. And I'm still on a lot of the college program Facebook pages. And I noticed that a bunch of the college programmers, when their program ended, had a bunch of groceries because they had stocked up knowing that, like, potentially stores were going to close. And this was before, you know, before the furlough happened and things like that. Um, and I was like, well they're leaving and they don't have anywhere to take all this food, I could probably gather it and start distributing it to cast in need. Um, so there was, there was the lemon moment, right? You have, you have college programmers that have spent money on their groceries. They're leaving. They don't have anywhere to take this food. My house certainly isn't big enough for all the food, but it is holding a lot of the food um, right now. So I kind of took it in and created what we call cast member pantry and all the donations we have, today have helped us to provide meals um, for fellow cast members. So it really is cast helping cast. Um, So that's a little bit of the idea and how we created it. We're now in a storage unit and we are on an appointment basis. So cast can make appointments with us right now so that we can adhere to CDC guidelines. They send us an email. We say, awesome. Can you be here at this time and this day? They come in, we check their blue ID, and then we let them do the grocery shopping that they need. Um, So that was the, that was the lemon moment. And that's kind of how we created Casimir Pantry, which in this moment is the lemonade, right? So I love that in this kind of time of chaos and pandemic, a lot of people are looking out for themselves and it's more about me as opposed to other people. And I know it was a big shocker um, when all of these cast members that were on the college program were ultimately let go. But again, I love that you were able to take this negative experience and figure out a way to make it positive and bring all those resources together. Um, So how did you go about getting it started? So you've got this idea. I've got college program kids. I know that they have to pack up and go home. I don't have a lot of room at home, but I know I want to organize this. So what was your first step to actually getting this rolling? Sure. So I started making a couple of Facebook posts on all the different college program sites and said, hey, I'm willing to take any donated food, unopened goods, non-perishable items. Um, And I will make sure they get redistributed to cast in need. Um, From those posts, I had probably over 50 to 60 um, cast members, uh, CPs specifically, reach out and say, hey, I would love to donate everything. Can you come pick it up? Because a lot of them don't have vehicles. 
So really the first step was just going and getting all the food I had, I could get from them. I would make certain, I would post like, hey, I'll be at Chatham at 7 p.m. If you want to donate food at 7 p.m. at Chatham, I'll be there. Um, so I had designated drop-off times and stuff like that. So at first it was just collecting it. I wasn't exactly sure what it was going to look like or how I was going to get it to people in need. So it was just collecting it. And then once I realized how much food I really had, I started calling around storage units and saying, hey, how much? So sorry. Y'all, I got a puppy. And he is just so spunky right now because he woke up from a two-hour nap. Um, but yeah, so I started calling around storage units and said, you know, how much is this going to cost? I, I knew I was willing to put in a little bit of my own money just to have somewhere to start it, but was also hopeful that we could get some donations rolling in. So called a bunch of different storage units. And actually the one in um, Windermere, which is super close to my house, said, you know what? We do plenty of business with Disney. They house a lot of the uh, third-party companies at Disney Springs. A lot of their um, storage is housed there. They said, you know what? We want to donate it. We want to help back. We want to give out. Uh, we want to get back to the Disney community. So right there, it was like a moment where it could have been a lemon moment. Hey, I can't afford a storage unit, you know, but it, it really wasn't because the company said, you know, we're going to step up and we're going to help you guys out. Um, and that's just one example of like the kindness that I've been shown um, just through starting all of this. Everyone has just blown my mind with the amount of kindness. So they donated the unit and I got everything in there and I said, OK, what's the easiest way to do this? Create a Facebook page and start sharing it. Um, and from there, um, we, we served, before the furlough happened, we served over, over 70 families um, before the fur furlough happened. And then post furlough now, we're doing about 120 to 150 appointments a week. Wow, um, that's so incredible. A lot more now. Yeah, and we have volunteers that have signed up. We're getting t-shirts for the volunteers to make it easier once people arrive. Find somebody in a blue t-shirt, and they're going to help you out. Um, so it's really grown into something so much bigger than I ever would have thought it would have grown into. I'm going to get him. Come here. Initially, you said you didn't know where you're going to house stuff. And did you have to reach out to a lot of different areas? Like, was there ever a moment where you were like, what have I gotten myself into? Like, this is beyond what I'm able to handle. You know, I think I have one of those moments like once a week. <laughs> um, when I, when I wake up and I check our email and we have 600 emails, unread and I'm like oh my gosh are we going to be able to do this are we going to be able to get through it so you take a deep breath and you say you know what we're going to get through it but I do have those moments still to this day um but yeah it took me calling probably about five or six different storage units um before one just stepped up and I wasn't expecting a free one by any means I think we were just asking do you do Disney discounts at all um and there were a couple of units that did and then we just explained the situation and, and kind of got lucky and keep in mind, this was like this was like a one person show for the first probably three weeks. It was just me trying to trying to make a difference, trying to help out um, and not really knowing what I was getting myself into, like you said. Um, and they, they really did. They stepped up and helped us out. But it was scary at first because I collected all this food, wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do with it, how I was going to distribute it. And it just I think when like you do good, you put good into the world, good comes back to you. And so I think everything fell into place like it was supposed to to make this be able to happen. So in these moments of kind of overwhelming uncertainty, have there been any individuals in your life that have kind of helped you stay grounded and give you support through all of this, even if they're not able to do that physically here? Yeah. Um, so my mom's my, my personal accountant. She does my taxes every year. I, I call her my personal accountant. She really does work in accounting. So 
Um, I talked to her pretty much every day. And at first I was like, hey, when when donations started rolling in. So when we start talking about people handing me money, um, that's when I started to get nervous. Like, oh, my gosh, like I need to make sure I save every receipt. I need to probably start an Excel document. And it got a little overwhelming. Right. So I remember my mom saying, hey, take a deep breath. I'll create an Excel, Excel document for you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and label it, get it all, you know, put all the formulas in and it'll be ready to go for you. That's one less thing you have to worry about. And keep in, my mom, keep in mind, my mom's still working a full-time job. So she's working 40 hours a week and said, you know what, I'll take that on for you. I also have people here local in Orlando, um, a couple of my friends. Robert has been super helpful. Kim, who's a leader over at uh, Animal Kingdom, she's a proprietor there, has reached out and said, hey, do you just need help with emails? Uh, she has a really small baby at home, so she said, I don't really feel comfortable going to the unit very often, but I'll help you with emails. Um, so that's just another example, right, of someone – helping out that doesn't have to, that helping me just like figure this out one step at a time. But for sure, my mom, I mean, if I ever have a question about something or she's helping us get a tax ID and register as an actual nonprofit organization. So she has been my uh, wisdom in this scenario and has also been the person to say, you know what, we're going to get through it. You're going to figure it out. It's going to be fine. So I know from the early stages of when this was all getting figured out, I happen to be friends with you on Facebook. So I was able to see kind of the progression of things going. Um, and recently, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys just moved into an even bigger unit than you were in before. Yes, that's correct. So how does it feel again, going from this kind of base idea in a time of, uh, like darkness and chaos to overwhelming support and outgrowing your previous location and all of that? Yeah. I mean, it, I get chills when I talk about it. Like I know y'all can't see it, but I have chills right now when I'm talking about it because it's just overwhelming in such a positive and an awesome way. And I tell people like, this started with an idea that wasn't even thought through fully. So like, I can't imagine if someone has a way better idea than my idea originally was and they don't run with it. So for me, it just like really empowers me to turn ideas into reality more often. I think sometimes we think we doubt ourselves and we doubt our ability to just make a difference. And what this has shown me is like one idea can really turn into something if you're willing to put the work in and you're putting good out there. And that that's exactly what I think I did here in this moment. And I have been extremely grateful and extremely lucky to have the right people that have signed up, gotten rolled their sleeves up and gotten their hands dirty with me, so to speak. Um, and they're in it for the long haul. So it's overwhelming, but in such a great way. I mean, we had one family who lives in the Golden Oak community that wrote us a check for $5,000. So when I say like it's overwhelming, that is just an amazing thing, just a demonstration of humanity helping humanity. And it has been um, truly an honor to be a part of all of it. Um, there are some nights where like I'll get, um, for example, today we had a, a fellow cast member say, you know what, I'm going to send in the $1,200 we got from the government because I'm okay. I'm still able to work right now. And I feel like there's other people that may need it more than me. And I just like, oh, you know, you lose your breath. You're, t you're taken back for a moment. And you think like, wow, like that is so selfless and that is so kind. And that is just one example of the hundreds of people we've had reach out wanting to donate, wanting to help in every way possible. So it's, it's amazing. I love hearing all these stories and kind of some of the inside that makes this all work. Um, so yeah. I realize that this hasn't been around too long, but if you could go back to yourself at the beginning of this process, when that idea hadn't really turned into anything, what kind of advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now? Ooh, that's solid. So I would say wrangle up a team sooner. 
because I took a lot of it on myself. Um, and I think that's because at first I felt bad asking people for help. I'm a little stubborn. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm a lot stubborn. And so asking people for help sometimes is not my strength. It's probably a weakness that I don't like to ask for help. Um, but in this situation, like it was too big. Honestly, it got too big too fast for me to handle this all on my own. Um, so I think not being afraid to ask for help and ask for help when you need it. And then um, also organization is your best friend. Like if you could see my house right now, I have groceries that are sorted that are sitting right here ready to go to the unit. I have groceries on my front porch that people have delivered. I have groceries in my living room that I have not sorted yet that are just all chaoses and boxes and bags. So I've learned to be way more organized and I have to think through you know, what is needed. Um, but I'm building a new skill set during this too, which is super cool. I've never worked for a nonprofit or really done anything like that before. So I tell myself, yeah, there's things that you learned along the way, but I'm learning, learning every day. So I'm, there's probably more, more learnings to come. <laughs> so in addition to that, if somebody else has an idea that they want to see come to fruition, is there any other little tidbit or tip that you would give them if they're just starting out, um, maybe a little afraid to kind of follow that or uncertain of what the outcome might be? Yeah, do it. I mean, do it. I have had so many people say like, oh my gosh, how did you come up with this? How did you get all this done? How are you able to do this? And I said, no, this started with one idea and me just going to people and, and, and taking food that they wanted to donate. This was not, I had this long strategy of how I was going to start this nonprofit organization. And, you know, we, we jumped ahead on a lot of steps that if you're really starting a nonprofit and that's your goal from the get-go, you probably do your tax ID and you register first. So we haven't done anything in a perfect order and your idea doesn't have to be perfectly thought out for you to run with it. Like if you truly believe in it and you, especially if it's an idea that's giving back to other people, um, I say run with it, do whatever you can with it to see it through because you won't regret trying, but I think you'll regret not trying, right? Like we never regret like, man, I tried to make this work. If it doesn't, okay, you know, at least you tried, but you'll, you'll never be able to take back not trying something once, once you pass that window, right? So take an idea and run with it, y'all. It really is possible. And I am just crazy blessed to be where we are today. And I'm so glad that we're able to help out and give back to others because that was my goal within this from the beginning, right? And you can do it. You can do it. Take some work. You know, I'm sure not all ideas are, are ready to roll from the beginning like ours was was not surely, but it's worth it. So it sounds like you've already got to enjoy some of your own lem lemonade through all of this process. Um, yeah. So things seem to be running pretty smoothly right now, it sounds like. What are the future goals that you have for this organization? Um, by the sounds of it, it doesn't look like it's just a temporary thing that you're looking to set up, maybe more of a long term program. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely in it for the long haul. So for right now, we just, um, I say hired on, but I mean, we just recruited some more individuals to help us out with emails. And when I say that I am drinking lemonade daily just because of the impact we're making, but there are still, there's still issues that we're working through. Like currently sending our inbox, we have 550 unread emails. And so we, we, you have an automatic response if you send an email to us right now and it just says, hey, please give us up to 72 hours for us to respond to you and get booked. And then we're booking now, we're booked solid through May 16th. So the appointments we're making now are for post May 16th. Um, so we're still working through that, like we said, but I think long-term it would be awesome to see this implemented, if not within the Disney organization, maybe register as a full-time nonprofit and move forward with it long-term. We know there's cast out there in need 
and potentially when they're working, this is something that they would still take advantage of. Um, but right now, you know, our targeted audience is mom and dad are both cast members and neither of them have a paycheck right now. And with the way that food stamp applications, unemployment applications are going, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy if you don't have cash flow coming in and not everyone is blessed to have money and savings to pull from. Um, so long term, I think this can turn into a stable full time organization. That's the goal and continue to run it on a volunteer basis. I would love to see the company get involved, but if that's something that might not happen, that's OK, too. I'm willing to step up and, and make it happen. Right now, we're going to keep doing appointments as long as we can and as long as there's cast in need. So um, we have the right people. We have a team now of probably about 15 people between volunteers and um, people um, responding to emails as well. So I think we're in it for the long haul, like you're saying. For the listeners that aren't familiar, and you may be able to answer this question, I know Disney does a lot with their organization called Volunteers. Um, have you considered reaching out to anybody in that organization to see if the hours that your volunteers are putting in would count towards that program, which may be able to get you guys like a grant or something in the future from the company? Yeah, that's actually a great point. So I know we've had a couple people reach out. Can we wear our Disney volunteers shirt? You know, will these hours count? And I have sent an email, so I'm, I'm waiting to hear back on whether the hours will count or not. We're trying to refrain from actually wearing anything Disney branded since right now we're not um, affiliated directly with the company. Um, but we'll see. I am very, very hopeful that this will turn into something that will be a part of Disney volunteers long term. And if it doesn't, that's OK, too. But I believe any volunteer hours that you get that is through an accredited nonprofit, you can get um, reimbursed through the Disney Volunteers program. So correct me if I'm wrong on that once we figure that out. But right now, I'm pretty sure you can turn in, hey, I volunteered at the Boys and Girls Club of Central Florida for four hours. And as long as you have that sheet signed, you can input it into the Disney Volunteer System. So yeah, super happy to see where that goes, potentially. Hopefully that all works out for you. I guess at this point, is there any other story that you want to add or personal experiences through all of this that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, I think I'd like to add just uh, um, a selfless shout out. If you would like to follow us on Facebook, um, we're on Facebook at Cast Member Pantry. It's a page, not a group. So I, don't, I know that's been a little bit of confusion for some people. And then also, if you're a cat, if you happen to be a cast member and you're listening and you're in need or you're a cast member and you want to volunteer or you're not a cast member at all and you feel led to donate, um, there are a couple of different options for you. You can email us at castmemberpantry at gmail.com or reach out via Facebook and we will be happy to get you an appointment if you're in need or if you're willing to volunteer or donate, we'll get you hooked up as well. Um, please share our page on Facebook if you know any cast members or anyone that you feel like this would be a good organization to be a part of please send them our way we are always accepting more volunteers if, even if you just want to come work one shift and see if it's a good fit for you we will take you um and so yeah so please 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 help us get the word out there and hopefully we can continue to make a big impact definitely and for anybody who wants to get involved we'll put links in the podcast description to the social media as well as the email address so it's easy for you guys to find and get in touch um once this all goes online that's awesome thank you ryan yeah Hopefully we'll get some listeners for you that'll actually participate. Yeah, that would be awesome. And if not, you know, I mean, we're just happy to get to to do these interviews to hopefully inspire somebody. Like if you have nothing to do with Disney and, you know, you're not in a place to donate right now, like I hope if anything, this conversation just shows you with a little hard work. I know it's like cheesy and determination and grit and all those other cheesy words that people use all the time. Like you can really turn an idea into something that makes a difference. Um, 
So I hope that inspires somebody out there, <laughs> which is weird to say that I feel like I'm inspiring others, but I really hope it does because it's very doable. And I am astonished at how much we've been able to accomplish from one idea. You know, it all started with just one idea, one lemon moment, right? Exactly. Well, Emily, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us here. I know we had to do this virtually because of everything going on in the world. Hopefully in the future, we'll have opportunities to sit down with our guests in person and have this conversation. Um, But again, we're happy to share your story. I loved hearing all about it. And thank you again. Thank you so much for having, having me, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us for the first official episode of Crushing Lemons. We hope you enjoyed it and look forward to talking to you in future episodes. If you want to learn more about this podcast, be sure to check out our social media on Facebook and Instagram at Crushing Lemons. And if you or someone you know would be interested in being one of our future guests, send us a note to crushinglemons at gmail.com. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with someone you know and consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever streaming service you've listened to today. It really helps us grow. If you're dealing with your own lemon moment, just remember you're never alone. There's always other people out there who've gone through similar things. We look forward to sharing more stories with you in the future. In the meantime, keep an ear out for when our next episode drops and work to turn your lemon moments into your very own lemonade. We'll talk to you in the next episode.